Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Amen. Hallelujah. God's timing is always the best. All right, let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be together. Speak to us in a way that we'll understand. Let your word reach everyone in your presence. In the name of Jesus. I humble myself. Use me to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you may be seated in the presence of God. All right. I see you. Okay. 
First Corinthians chapter two, reading verse, reading verse, reading verse number nine and ten. It says, "But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered the heart of man, the things God had prepared for them that love Him. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit." For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Amen. And I establish with you that God has deep things for us. Amen. Amen. So that's, these are the things we are trying to attain. Amen. Hence the discussion going deeper and doing more. Alright, so the deeper... If we go deep, we will see the deep things of God. He says, they that go in great ships and do business in the deep, they see the wonders of the Lord. So if you want to see the wonders of the Lord, you have to go deep with God. Or else you will never see God's wonders. You will be among the people who say, God doesn't do wonderful things. But it's because you are in shallow waters. Do you get it? And it's like, when you, are, when you are swimming in shallow waters, you see small, small fishes, shrimps, and small, tiny, tiny fishes. You can easily deceive yourself that there are no whales. Until you go deep, then you see that there are whales, there are sharks, there are bigger fishes. But at the shallow side, they can't even swim there. That's why they don't come there. Some of your biggest breakthroughs, they are deep inside the water, deep inside God. So let us go deep into God so that we can enjoy these breakthroughs. Amen. Amen. All right. I want to read a scripture to you and then I'll take off from there. It says, Psalm 42, I'm reading verse 7. It says, Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy waterspouts, all thy billows. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Amen. And God is expecting us to come deep with him so that his waves, his billows will come over us. Amen. I, I think that's where even baptism comes from. When you are born again, you are baptized into Christ and you go deep into the water so that you are totally covered, totally immersed in the water. It's not like part of you is showing and you are still hanging out there. So you are deep so that everything, your whole, every part of your body is covered with the water. You see, so in this scripture, it says your waves and your billows are gone over me. Which means that you can't, this cannot happen and then you come and then some part of you is dry. Your beard is dry. Or behind your ear is dry. Some of you can finish bathing. When you finish bathing, part of your body is dry. <laughs> your back is dry. Meanwhile, you say you are bad. Your armpit is dry. You said you are bad. But when it comes to God, he wants every part of you to be wet and every part of you to encounter him. That's why he says, come deep. So that even if you are tall, still you will be covered. 
Amen. And you will disappear. And I think baptism, it says you are baptized into Christ. When you are baptized into Christ, you go under the water. It means nobody can see you anymore. Not, no part of you still appears. Nobody can see you. Your unbeliever friends can, when they look for you, they can't find you. Demons, when they look for you, they can't find you. I mean, your old life, when they look for you, they can't find you because you are totally gone into Christ, deep into Christ. Yeah. So I see that the deeper you go into God, the easier it is for you as a Christian. Because some of you, you are not deep into, you are, you are part of you is in Christ and part of you is outside. So when your own believer friends come, they can still find you. Some of them still have your phone numbers. Your old girlfriend from 2017, she can find you. So when you are there, she calls and she says, I just called to say I love you. Then you have problems. Because she can find you. You have not gone deep enough, so she can find you. I still care. Then you are finished. I was just thinking about you. Then it's done. But let's go deep into God. So that all this, look, it's not that as you are passing, you go for, I mean, some of you, you go for a funeral, no, your drinking habit has come back. Only one funeral. Just one person that died. Your drinking habits. You don't even know who died. After tears. Why? You have not gone deep into, so alcohol can still find you. Even Christmas, Christmas, one Christmas break, that's it. Instead, since Christmas is about Jesus, we should rather become stronger in the Lord. Rather, Christmas is when your old friends find you, your old habits find you, your past sins locate you. Why? Because you have not gone deep. You see, on the Thanksgiving Sunday, I'm going to pray for everybody so that Christmas, you don't backslide. Yeah, so that you don't backslide. You don't turn into what you are not supposed to be. Yeah, break Break demonic holds. Every demonic hold, anything demonic that is trying to pull you, we break it. Yeah. Yes. We'll pour oil everywhere. Yeah. But God wants us to come deep. And I said, let us go deep into God with a mighty foundation. Amen. Psalms tells us, Psalm 11 verse 3 tells us that if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Which means without foundations, the righteous man has no option, cannot do well. Amen. That's why we need to go deep by building foundations. If the, right, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Doesn't stand a chance at all. So we looked at different foundations. We looked at the foundation of the word of God. Is that not so? Yeah, the word of God. And then we looked at the foundation of the tithe. Last week we looked at the tithe. Is that not so? That tithing, tithing is a major foundation for every Christian. If you're a Christian, 
you must have this foundation of tithing. The understanding you must have is that your money belongs to God. Your money belongs to God. Amen. You know, some people even argue about 10%. It's like, oh, 10%, Old Testament, 10%. In the New Testament, the tithe was every percent. No, no, no. There's nowhere in the New Testament is 10%. No, no, the tithe was every percent. Like, you yourself, you belong to God. Do you get it? Everything of you belongs to God. Do, do you get it? In the Old Testament, it's like 10% of what you have is dedicated to God. In the New Testament, all of you is dedicated to God. So if we are being serious about Old Testament and New Testament, we should bring all of you. Let me read a scripture to you. You see, Paul is explaining fornication. Then he says something. It will be a blessing to you. Listen, tell your neighbor, listen properly. Not listen properly. Listen properly. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Chapter 6. I'm reading from 18 through to 20. It says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. Tell your neighbor word. I said, tell your neighbor where. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye, which ye have of God, and ye are not, ye are not what? Your own. You don't belong to yourself. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body and your spirit, where, which are God's, which belong to God. So, you belong to God. Everything belongs to God. It's, it's just that God allows you to use what belongs to him to take care of yourself. So when you start even arguing about 10% and things, you look very funny to God. That's why when you look at the New Testament text, it says from Acts chapter 2 and things, those of you who are doing the Acts challenge, you see that they go, they sell everything, then they bring it. They sell everything, then they bring it. It's, they don't sell everything and bring 10%. They don't go sell the land. They say, I'm bringing the tithe. No, no, they sell everything and bring everything. That's Ananias and Sapphira. That, when Ananias and Sapphira, they sold everything, then they decided, oh, foolish, we should go and give everything to the priest. No, Peter and Co. Look at Peter's big mouth. He wants to collect everything. No, let's go and give him 50%. And they brought 50%. When they came, Peter said, why, why are you trying to trick God? Why are you trying to trick God? At least bring, declare everything and say that, I want to give this amount. Instead of trying to lie to God, boom, he dies. Then his wife came. When his wife came, they asked her the same question. How much did you sell the land for? She said, oh, half price. That's, that's, half price is the full price. Do you see why they had to say it was the full price? 
Because everything was coming to God. So it's the mind is that if we declare the full price, everything will go to God. So let's say half price is the, let's suppose they said half price. Half price is the full price. Let's tell Peter that half price is the full price. As soon as he said, he said, ah, you and your husband, you made a plan. It's a conspiracy between husband and wife. You agree. Sometimes you see, sometimes some men are frisky. So they come and they do something that women don't know. But most of the time, they are in, it's a cohoot. They are in, <laughs> they are in, in it together. Sometimes when you see a husband fooling around, it's because the wife has given him permission to fool around. Sometimes when you see a woman, which one did I say, the wife, no? When you see a woman fooling around, a wife fooling around, sometimes the husband has allowed because the husband could stop it at once. Being the head, you can just, hey, this nonsense must stop. And it will stop. So when he doesn't stop it, he wants to do it, but maybe he cannot do it. So he allows the wife to. So Safira came and said that it's 50% is also a type of 100%. Peter said, ah, your husband. Your husband said the same thing. Then she said, yes, that's the price. And later he died. He's dead. They are having his funeral. Hurry up to Avbob so that you can see the funeral. Then she also died. That's why I'm saying that. Don't start these arguments over. Then he said, Old Testament is 10%. New Testament is 10 runs. This. No, 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 no. If we are going to be very legalistic, New Testament is all runs. It's all runs. Everything, you just come and give everything. But God being so good, like everything in my house belongs to me. I just allow my children to use some of it to take care of themselves. I use some of it to take care of themselves. Do you see? And you let them enjoy some of it. But everything in the house, by the grace of God, belongs to me. And my dear wife, we worked and we brought it. My children have not brought anything to the house from the time they were born up till today. That we are sitting in the house, they've gone to buy a kettle to bring no. Even 150 rands kettle, they haven't done some before. But I allow them, even a broken iron, they've not brought some to the house. Like the iron is fought, it's fought from somebody's house. Then they went to bring it, never. But I allow them to use the things in the house. That's why God allows you to use part of what belongs to him to take care of you. Clap for God. So get it deep down your heart that me, my money belongs to God. And if 10% of it plus giving of offerings is what we use for God's work, I will contribute it to God's house. And stop playing games. Tell your neighbor, I think you are the reason why the pastor is saying this over and over. Because he said it last week. But it looks like he's repeating it, emphasizing it because of you. So, start paying your tithe. Tell your neighbor, start paying your tithe so that this argument will stop. No, don't wake your neighbor up if your neighbor is asleep. You can tell them in the morning. Today. The foundation of loyalty. 
know, this is a very short one. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's a short one. Okay. Now, one of the foundations you must have as a Christian is a foundation of faithfulness. Okay? Faithfulness. Bible even encourages us to be faithful because God is also faithful. You can be faithful as God is faithful. Because faithfulness and loyalty defines a person. It defines who you are. It defines what is in your heart. Everything about you has to do with your heart. If you're a faithful person, that's you. Do you get it? It defines who you are. And it's a rare, JD, stop it. It's a rare commodity to find a faithful person. That somebody who's faithful. It's a very difficult thing because most people are not. Although most people will say they are faithful. Let me read a scripture to you. Samson. Proverbs 20, verse 6. You know this scripture. It says, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. Anybody you ask, they will say they are good. They are faithful. They are loyal. They are committed together forever. We are with you till we die. Do you see? But the Bible, most of the people who have left us as a church, once upon a time told us that they are with us till they die. Once upon a time in our lives, told us that they are with us till we die. Some even made profound statements, profound statements, very graphic, very profound, very poetic statements that they are with us forever till we die, until they were not with us anymore. No. I'm talking about the living. I'm not talking about the dead. They've not gone to be with the Lord. They are with us. Do, do, do you get it? So it says, most people will say they are good. But I am telling you that a faithful man is difficult to find a faithful man. It's easier to find diamonds than to find a faithful man. A faithful person, somebody who will swear to his own head and not change his mind. Look, it's very difficult to find. And that's the fabric of a human being. That's the fabric of a person. So when you see somebody who is faithful, cherish the person. And the person may not have some special skills or, uh, or something, cannot walk, in, walk on water or anything, but his faithful is there all the time. Oh, please, cherish that person. I think last Sunday or last Friday, somebody asked me, when you are teaching us as leaders, do you look for a special skill? Or anything. I said, no, I just use once you are, you are faithful and you are available, it's enough. Any other skill we want you to have, we will teach you to have the skill. We'll teach you to have the skill. But it's like you are faithful and you are available. It, it shows who you are. Many people are not. Small pressure, ah, they bomb off. And one of the biggest characteristics you must learn and build and pray for, that you'll be a faithful person. Some of you, I want a prophetic gift. Uh, what you need is faithfulness. Yeah, faithfulness. Even when you go out, your wife is not sure where you are going. I'm going on to the stage. 
me come unto them. A faithful man or a faithful woman who can find. It's not easy to find somebody who is faithful. But your desire should be that you will be counted that you are faithful. You will be counted as somebody who is faithful. Many people are not. That's why as a Christian, you must build it into your DNA, into your heart that I will be faithful. Our famous scripture which we all love and like. Or let me talk about the heart before I come to that. Okay. Proverbs 18. Or let's do somebody else. Psalm 15 first. Psalm 15 verse 1 to 4. It says, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy place? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that by, so he's listing the type of people who dwell in the house of God. He says, he that backbited not with his tongue. nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is condemned. But he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own head and changeth not. This is describing somebody who is faithful. It's like, he says, I'm going to do this. You see, when times are good, everybody will do what they say they will do. A rich man has many friends, but a poor man, even his neighbor has moved far away from him. Do you get it? So when things are, times are good and things are nice, everybody will do what they said they will do because sometimes what they are getting in return is very, very, very good. I mean, let me use like my children, for example. I feed them. So they will do what I tell them to do. Let us wait till when I don't feed them. And I say that. This girl you have brought. No, 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 no. That's when we will see. That's when we will see. But right now, you know that if I say this and you don't do it, what you will eat tonight is at risk. So, it's when times get difficult. That's when you know what is real, what is what. The one who says, I will do this. Then the thing, if it has reached a point, doing it is hurting him. But he says, no. This is what I said. This is the promise I made. I will keep it. When I said I do, you were a size six. Now, you are now, you are, you are now 16, knocking on 18. Now you are 16, knocking on 18. In fact, you go to 18 and come. You go, you visit 18 from time to time. You are in the 18. <laughs> but I said, look, I will be with you till I die. So, 6, six or 80, even 80 is better because there's enough for a lifetime. I do, 
up to the end. Now that you are broke, I'm still with you. It's hurting because the way you are broke, you are broken nasty, but I'm still with you. It's hurting. I mean, being with you is not hurting. It's like, it's like being in a relationship with a porcupine. But I'm still with you. It's hurting. So check your heart. Check, work on your heart seriously and aggressively. And kill all, all, all traces and tendencies of unfaithfulness out of your heart. Because, you look, we are serving Jesus till we die. It's a faithful relationship. The Bible says, let's be like him. So if you don't become that thing, you don't fight all tendencies. Because some of us, you have the tendencies inside of you. You have it, like, like, like prophet will say, it's like you're a baby around you. Because from time to time, the thoughts come to you. But fight it. And kill it. And expose your mind, your heart to the right things. So that those qualities will be built in you. So that those, even those tendencies will be silenced. But if you, are, you have those tendencies and you are moving with people who are always flirting with the idea, we want to stop the church, we know the church, we don't. And I, I, I'm listening to a series and the guy is saying that offended people seem to have a way to find each other. I mean, without any special effort, they will find each other. Even globally. And then apart from that, nobody, when you are offended, nobody loves you more than another offended person. Nobody understands you, loves you, cares about you more than another offendee. Look, they understand all your issues. They'll say, Asanda, oh, I understand. You see, what you did, it's not, it's, not, it's not anything great. I mean, if you came to church and then you were going to cough, you didn't intentionally decide that you are going to cough into the pastor's face, but you coughed and then it went into the pastor's. Isn't it a human, uh, honest error? Why should you be blamed for it? They understand everything. That's, it's like they have the way of connecting and coming. It's like they, oh no, they have a common um, Wi-Fi. <laughs> so always what? Offended people move together. That's why I'm saying that if you are here and you have those tendencies, one of the ways to help yourself is to move away from other discontented people and come into people who they are happy they are flowing so it doesn't allow your thing whatever it is to grow rather it lets it, it suppresses it even they bring to your attention the good things that are happening around because the good things happening around are also happening to you but sometimes you are so overcrowded by the, the little offense or the errors that go around so that you can't even see the good. So being with them will expose you to the good things. Expose you to how, how you have your wedding and everything. I, a pastor's wedding, I came to clean up the place. 
when we came, the whole place was in a mess. I said, okay, let's go. Let's. When I was cleaning, then I remembered that because we are dealing with human beings, let me take a video. So I took a video. <laughs> Remember that prophetic saying that hey, when you do something good, take a receipt because <laughs> people forget. Yeah. See, I'm kind of shading. I'm in my red coat. I was cleaning. One day it's your birthday, you don't you invite me, I don't come. You say, aha, you see, when I'm doing something, he won't come. Remember that, yes, I'll take out my receipt. That, remember that at your wedding, I was cleaning up the place. Meanwhile, you will not be offended at that your uncle who came to eat after we've done everything during the wedding and didn't show up at your bed. You are not offended at him. Your expectation, offense are a matter of your expectation. Anyway, Jesus said, Old generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? Immediately you should know that once evil has entered, good things will not come. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure, he bringeth forth evil things. Evil things. So, unfaithfulness stems from the heart. What comes is from your heart. Now let's come to our famous scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 1 and 2. Paul says, let us, let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. So from this scripture, you can see Paul saying that, let when people look at us and they want to describe us, this should be the description. Are you there? Like this, this, this scripture sums up what, what we should look out for. Like what you should see when we look at you. When anybody takes stock of you, when anybody looks at you, what they should say. He says, let, a, let every man or let a man account of us, give account of us as ministers of Christ, as stewards of the mystery, people who carry the mystery of God. This should be the account that should be given of us. Are you, are, are you, are you ready? Are you ready to go to the account? Let them say that you are a beautiful girl. Verse 2, please. You see, oh, you have not seen verse 2. How do you know what's there? He says, let them say that you are a handsome man. Let them say that you are a wonderful singer. Let them say that you give a lot of money. Is that not what it is saying there? You see, he's putting the account that should be given of you and I one delay. He says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. He said, the, the, what is expected of a steward, what is expected of you and I who are being given account of is faithfulness. That's the expectation. 
that is the expectation. That should be your, your main, that he's a faithful guy. When they say, when your name comes out, oh, she's a faithful girl. Main qualification, main thing about you that you are a faithful person. Oh, he will never run away and leave you. He will, he will no, this one, he's always around. Back in the day, I used to visit my wife on university campus. She was my beloved then. So we were in different universities. So from time to time, I have to go and protect my investment. So when, when I get some small money and I get some free time, then I'll go to her university to go and protect. I'll show up at the prayer meeting and check out all the brothers who are speaking in tongues. Yeah, and I also speak tongues so that they know that. Yeah, and I come with my best tongues for, for that day. Because you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never know. So I come and give diverse kinds of tongues. Poikolos types of tongues. Yeah, then I will go. Now, over my visit, I realized that there was a place. One day I was walking there with my wife. Then my wife told me that this place is called always around. I'm sure Yvonne, you know that place. Always around. Is the entrance of where? Is it Unity? Unity Hall. The entrance. Yeah, it's called always around. It's a red. Unity is like Denison. So the front, the, the not the foyer, but like just the entrance. It's called, all, the name of the place is always around. Then my wife told me something that shocked me. She said, this place, no matter what time it is that you come here, there will be somebody here. That's why it's called always around. So just as you are shocked, I was also shocked. Like, I mean, how? You mean there's no time around the clock that nobody is there? So I started to look. And I had, I had, I had, I had some friends there. So I started to look at monitors. Anytime I come, whether it's, and we used to move in the night, in the day, in the morning, any, look, all the years that I was, my wife was there for four years, all the years that I would visit, and I used to visit, let's say, in one semester, Charlie, if you have to, the stay is valuable, you have to put, I can visit about six, eight times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, some people even thought I was in that university. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, every time we pass there, you see, there'll be some two people sitting there. Oh, there'll be some one person, last man standing. He's not going anywhere. He's sitting there. I don't know whether they have a code. You can't leave unless somebody comes. No, always around. That should be the description we must have of you, that you are always around. You're always around. In the good times, you are around. In COVID, you are around. When you get a job, you are around. When you don't have a job, you are around. You got married, you are around. You, it's like you have a baby, you are around. Sometimes people can have a baby, they turn the baby into a God. They turn the baby into a God. It's like a baby God. I don't want to say it in the local tree language because it's not. They deify the baby. It's a baby God. 
I want all my expecting mothers. The baby will be fine. Be very fine. All of us will be the parents of the baby. Don't you see all our children? Ah. One baby you have had, you want to sit at home for eight months. I know a mother who breastfed, breastfed for years. <laughs> breastfed the first child. The first child grew. The second child. So now the first child was drinking the second child's breast milk. Five years. Five years. When the, he finishes eating um, food, then he will come for... So sometimes when you come, the younger one is breastfeeding here and then the older one. I say, hey, are you, are you Pamalat? Are you Pamalat or something? And I used to remember those times. The child will not go to anybody. It's like anywhere you see the mother, you see the child. It's like the mother in the shadow. So I sat in what we have as the podcast corner. And I said, look, I told the mother, this nonsense must stop. The mother said, is the child? I said, no, 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 it's not the child. It's the mother. It's the mother. It's always the mother. I said, it's the mother. It's the mother. I fought and fought. When I finished the fight, I told the, I, I brought another mother, expecting mother, I told the other mother that, anyway, I don't know if I'll win this fight, but you, before you have your baby, I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, and don't hate me later, and say, I don't like your child. I like your children more than even you like your children. And they like me more than, I don't want to cause problems for them, accommodation problems. You, when they come to my office, you see how happy they are. One child, she, he was coming to my office. Then the mother said, stay out. He, she, he said to the mother, Bishop said I should come. <laughs> he already knows in his spirit that I'm calling him. <laughs> yeah. So don't wait. Then when it's there, you say, oh, Bishop doesn't like my child because I'm carrying my child. It's always, no, 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 no. Don't turn the child. Look. Don't change because you had a child. A child is a blessing. Save the God, save God with your children, everybody. Yeah. Some people are looking for children. They can't, they are not getting. You have gotten. Glorify God by serving God even more. Yeah. You bring the child. When you get to the child, you just put the child here, then you start to operate. By all means, if the child cries, somebody will attend to the child. And I've noticed over the years that the children whose parents allow them to move around, they are happier in the church. They're happier. Happier in the church. Then those who every day, the mother is carrying the baby, carrying the baby, you see, they can't even walk. The child is one year, two months, doesn't want to walk. Anyway, that's not what I'm preaching. Let's come to the be faithful. He says, Paul said, let this be your description. And as a church, faithfulness must be our hallmark. That everybody is faithful. We are together. We are in this thing together. We are serving God till we fall down. Till we are old, we fall down and we die. And we go and be with the Lord. Yeah. That should be, it should be deep inside you. Instead of this temporary, I'm here for a moment. I'm here for a minute. After that, I'll go here. No, 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 no. 
Now, when there's a culture of loyalty in the church, it takes out the following things from the church. I read it to you and then I close. Number one, it takes out independence. 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 People who like to do what they like. It takes it out of the church. If Christ is out of your church in Imbali, it takes it out because there's a culture. People have a foundation of loyalty. We are part of this thing. We are, you see, independence refers to I'm not part of the team. I'm in the team, but I'm not part. I'm I'm not a team player. There's an example coming to my mind, but I don't want to use it because the Cristiano Ronaldo fans will be hurt. Senior pastor fans. You see, when we are playing soccer, it's a team sport. Somebody's job is to just kick the ball in and then run. Kick it in, run. Somebody's job is to pass the ball. Somebody's job is to score. If you take Man City, they have decided that Harlard must score the goal. So they play all the ball to Harlard. Well, you, Kevin De Bruyne is coming. You will see the goals Haaland will start scoring. Every ball straight to Haaland. Every ball, you just float it in. Because everybody is doing their job. But you can have a team where the person who is supposed to cross the ball also wants to be the one scoring. Uh, but why is it that only you are scoring and then you are the one cheering and then when your name is what comes up, uh, no, to me, so I want to score. So instead of passing the ball, he wants to score. So they don't do what the team wants. Sometimes you have people in the church who don't want to align and conform with what is happening in the church. They want to do what they like. Yeah, they want to win the ballon d'or, so they do what they like. My wife says they are called ballon d'or church members. They do what they like. It's like when we say we are fi- fasting, they say, oh, no. I don't want to fast this week. I'll fast next week because it's closer to my shutdown. They always have a reason. You have a reason. You see, you have a reason to do what you are doing. But because you are part of a team, I prefer Tuesday night special to Wednesday night. By Wednesday, I've forgotten what I want to preach. I said by Wednesday. I have to remind myself, what did I say I was going to preach? Every Wednesday. It's really far. No, when I finish preaching on Sunday, I'm ready for Tuesday. But I'll wait and then I'll forget. I'll even forget that we are going to do church. It's around 4 o'clock. Now, hey, I have to preach today. No confusion. But as a team, as a team, as, as a team, as a team, as a, as a team, we decided that we are going to have our weekday services on Wednesday. As a team, I like Tuesday more than Tuesday night special. If you look at the way it rhymes, Tuesday night special. Even Wednesday, when, have you heard me say Wednesday night special even before? Even sometimes we are at Wednesday, then I'll say, when, Tuesday night special on Wednesday. <laughs> the on Wednesday is a correction. But as a team, we say Wednesday, so Wednesday it is. But you will see that when there's when people are not loyal in the church, they have tendencies 
I don't want to do. Everybody is wearing black. Said, for, for this service, we are all wearing black. Thanksgiving service. When is the day that we wear white? Thanksgiving service, Christmas Day, Easter Sunday. So, oh, no, I bought a red dress. I want to wear my red dress. No, not Zenande's red dress. She's, did you buy it? You see, long time ago, so no problem. But I bought a red dress. I want to wear it on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, globally, nobody wears red. It's Good Friday that we wear red or black. But I said, or red and black. But you alone, you want to wear. You see the whole choir. Everybody's wearing jeans and white top. Say, oh, no. Do you remember when it was my birthday last week? <laughs> yes. Um, sister, sister Blantina bought me a certain dress. I want to wear it. So that I can tell her that I like the dress. So I'm wearing it. So when you come and stand on the stage, you are the only different one. Everybody's wearing jeans. You are wearing a dress. I've been invited to an event. They said white sneakers. I've started to wash my white sneaker. Because that is what they said. Is it white sneaker or sneakers? White sneakers. So I've started to wash it so that I can wear it. And you go, if you had left me, I would have wanted to wear my vans. But they say white sneakers. So I've started to wash my white uh, to wear. But you will see independent people, they want to do whatever they feel like. They are like a cancer. That's how cancer is. It's like cancer is one part of your body deciding that I want to go bigger than everybody. So we are singing in the church, in the choir. Everybody is singing at a certain Then you decide to shout. You decide to shout. You alone, then you are shouting. Because you feel that your, your, your voice is nice and the part that you are singing is very nice. Independent. Number two. Number two thing. Criticism. When there's a solid foundation of loyalty, you will not criticize. Like I say, if there's a solid foundation of loyalty to go deep in your loyalty and in your faithfulness, you will not want to oppose by yourself. If the whole group says we are doing this, you will do it. For the, you even sacrifice yourself for the truth. For the truth. The same way, you will not criticize. The spirit of criticism will be taken out of you. That's what I'm saying. Those of you who you can see tendencies, deal with them one by one. Look, Lord, I kill every independence, every spirit in me that doesn't want to conform with the group and the family you have put me in. I bind it. Now deal with it. The same way criticism. Criticism is a spirit. It's not, oh, me, I have an eye to notice what is wrong. We all see what is wrong. Do you think that as I'm standing, I don't see what is wrong with your hairstyle? I don't mean the one that is right in front of you, even the one that is far away. No, ask your neighbor, do you think the pastor doesn't notice the problem with your hairstyle? I mean, this ponytail that you have done, 
We don't even know. It doesn't even qualify for a ponytail. It's like a pony spot. Like a ponytail is a tail. A, what's the name? Silaga. A ponytail is it not a tail that we can see? What we are seeing over here is a pony spot. a pony spot and you are moving around with your pony spot. That's the first thing. No? That's the first thing. You see, you are provoking me because you are telling me that, oh, you call it as it is. But it's a spirit. We all see it, but we don't say anything about it. We don't come and we start highlighting it. Now, apart from the fact that it's a pony spot, the rest, the other thing is that we don't know whether there's oil inside or there's no oil inside. Because it's dry, it's as dry as kinky hair. Dry like that. I'm coming that side. Let me finish here. I'm not done. Wait, wait for your turn. Form, form a queue. Form a queue and wait for your turn. The thing is dry as though oil has gone out of price of oil has crude oil has gone high. Dry. Did you go to the saloon or you just rush out of the house? Should I go on? Do you want the third one? Yeah, because we are not sure whether you are the wife or the house help. We can't even tell. Ah, it's Christmas. It's not yet December. Now, you guys said that I'm coming to your tent. So, I am saying that we all see... And please don't say that what I'm talking about is here. A lot of it is around this. A lot, there are about four. One, two, three, four, five. I see about five in this region. In this region. At least this side, they, they, put, they put in an effort. Yeah, this area looks very, very... Um, but if you are getting towards the end, it becomes a problem. <laughs> I am, the point I'm making is that we all see the things, but we decide not to focus on it. We decide not to focus on it. If we are going to analyze the one, but even when you come to church, you will not be happy. We start to highlight, you see a sign that, you know, you start to feel, look, already, let me tell you, before even somebody criticizes you, you already can feel something is not handy. If even on your best day, when you have put on your best and you've done your best, you already can see some inefficiencies. So it's not now that they are going to even highlight other things and zoom in. And zoom in. Look, there's a saying that anything that looks beautiful from afar is really far from beautiful. Some things only look nice when they are far away. If you zoom in, you'll be surprised at the blemishes. The things that you will see. Look, my skin is very smooth. Let's, let's zoom in and see. You'll see. So nobody wants to be looked at with a microscope, with a magnifying glass. Then your problems and your blemishes are being magnified and stretched. And usually, people with the spirit of criticism, that's how they are. 
why was the so why did the pastor go to stand in front of um, this lady and talk about the hair? Uh, does does he think that is it your hair? Let's start with to start with. Is it your hair, Mula? Is it your hair? So why? Why? I look at all the people I could have used, and I decided let me choose my administrator. It's my if I, it's not you, it's Chloe. I'm using Chloe. Chloe's hair is what I'm talking. Pony spot. Pony spot. Let it be a problem between me and Chloe. <laughs> eh, why did he use my cheese cup? Please, it's this guy. Eh, what's the name of the guy? Titus's cheese cup that I'm talking. It's not your cheese cup. Yeah, please. One brother in the church, he said there are three people with the same type of uh, cheese cup. One guy, another guy, and Titus. You know who they are. Let me not mention names. May criticism die out of us. May it die. Don't, crit don't be in a hurry. We are, God is building. God is working on all of us. If you see something you think is not right, come and help and let us solve it. Hey, Pastor, are you saying that if I see something that I don't think is right in the church, I shouldn't say it? Say it. Don't criticize it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Don't criticize. Come and say, oh, oh. Pastor Star, I think the way we have arranged the chair, it makes that side look a little off. I think if we straighten, if we do this this way, it will. Can I help with doing it this way? Or I think if we do it this other, let me show. Let me show you a picture I saw. Maybe if we try it, it will be better for. That's not criticizing. That's saying it. Do you get it? And even being ready to help. This church, when you come, the pastor will preach. Uh, the service ends at nine. Now it's 9.99. He has still not finished preaching. Stop that. When did you come to church? The service starts at 7. When did you come? When did you come? We've, we've factored all of it into when you came to church. Hey. If we zoom in on you now, you'll be surprised at things we see. Even right now, your neighbor keeps moving his head away. There's a reason why he keeps moving his head away because anytime you laugh, there's a gas that comes out. So he keeps, he's just forbearing and, but we are not saying anything. Number three, number three. I want to finish this one because I don't want to come back to, next week is December, I don't want to come back to it. The next one is the spirit of politics. The spirit of politics. 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 When people are loyal, politics is kicked out of the church. What is politics? Groups. Factions. Yeah. Groups. Factions. be friends with all of us. We are one big family. We are one big family. Be friends with all of us. Let's not have groups. Special wives association. Why do you have a special wives association? Why can't other wives be part? I, I met a group. They said they are modern wives or special wives or latest wives. Something. 
I said, but how about our wives? Are they not modern? Are they not modern enough? Look at my wife's satin or whatever. Is she not modern enough? Are, are you in the modern wife? Are you not modern enough? Silaga, why are you not in the modern wives? Forming group, like special group. So we are all in the group. Let's you see in the church, by all means, there'll be groups. There'll be basantes, there'll be basentes, there'll be, let's say, something centers. There'll even be something that holds all of us together. Let's say we are all from Zimbabwe. Nobody can deny that. That we are from. When you start sprouting the Shona, I mean, we all, Shona is Zimbabwe, ne? yeah, when you start shona not all of us can Shona, we understand. But it shouldn't be that, like, because of that, you use the group to push away every, to shun everybody. No, it can't be. Like, we are all in the dancing stars. Because we are dancing, we have danced together, it will bring us together because the Bible says, can two people work together except they, be, they must have something in common that brings them together. But it shouldn't be that, so I don't dance, so I can't come where you are. No, politics. And politics is also getting people to your side. And usually offended people are into politics. They start to look for who else is offended. Who else was offended when the pastor was preaching? Who else was offended during Christmas Day? Who else was offended when they were sharing the coke? Who else was offended? Always, oh, and you see, Matthew 24, Matthew 12, 24, the Bible says, in the last days, many shall be offended. So from this scripture, we see that there are more people offended in the church than are not offended. More. The same way we believe many are called means a large majority a big number are called. In the same way, many shall be offended. Means that many, a lot, the word many is the same. Where is the scripture? The word many is the same many that is used for many are called. It's the same, 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 same. You see, which means a large majority. So a large number of people are offended in the church. Some know, some don't know. Some don't know and it affects their behavior. And some know. Matthew 24, 10. Thank you. It says, then shall many be offended. You don't want to continue. Let's just stay with the many because when you are offended, it's just a door. It's taking you, it, it ends, this scripture ends in murder. From offense to betrayal to hatred. And when you hate your, your neighbor, you murder your neighbor. So many people, and, and offended people know how to form a, to get people to their side. Come and be with me. Come and see. You see this thing. That, mm, I told you. Hmm, the choir. Mm, usually it's the choir that offends the wife. Hey, the choir. Mm, ah, mm, mm, the choir. But when there's deep loyalty. Oh. Hey, pastor, you think that if something wrong happens, I should be happy? No, you shouldn't be happy. But you. Yes, I, last Sunday, I spoke last Sunday, last Friday, I spoke to a rugby player. And I, I remember June this year, he got an injury, which is a hurt. So I asked him, what happened when you got the injury? He said, oh, I asked him, said, did you get the injury? He said, yes. I said, so after you got the injury, what happened? He said, I missed the injury. I said, really? He said, 
He said, I missed the easy. Then I said, after that, oh, then it got healed. Then I said, after that, oh, then I started to play again. I said, eh, really? So I said, did you really get injured? Yes. And then what did you do? I missed it. Then what happened? It healed. Then when it healed, I started playing again. So if you genuinely get hurt in the church, what do you do? You nurse it. Which is you get help to get well. Then after you nurse it, you get healed. And when you get healed, you get back on track. You come back on track. You come back on track. Yeah, you come back on track. You come back on track. But you don't say because you get you got you are just going to sit down and keep the sword. So some of you are even not letting the sword die. No, you have to get something else to revive the. So even, even your heart, you see, before, when you think about the, the, the head, your heart beats very fast. You, you start to breathe. And everything, you have palpitations and everything. Now, even when you think about the head, you have forgotten the details of the head. You are, it, it's even gone. But you start to try to bring more things to come in. You take a knife, then you start to scratch it off so that if he has his dying, it should become a fresh wound. So it starts bleeding again. You can't let something go. Children will cry, 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 then the thing will go. Then they will forget. Then they will sleep. Sometimes they will even go and watch TV. Then they will remember they were crying. Then they start crying again. If you ask them, why are you crying? They don't even remember why they were crying. Some of you cry when you don't even know why you are Number four, we are going to six. I want to close. Then the next one, the spirit of deception. Fight away deception. Fight it. Despise it. That you are not deceived. Many people who say something has been done against them, sometimes they are just defending one thing. They are not defending the things that or you don't even know everything. And most of the time, you don't know everything. You see? Uh, even there was a, the, the pastor didn't come. You don't even know the pastor's, the pastor's situation at the time you were calling. You see? Me, I really, really, like, we, we had a celebration in our church last Sunday. And it was Pastor Lungani's birthday. And then, all the time, Pastor Lungani, we have done this for me. All the time, Pastor Lungani, we have done this for me. So we also enjoy because since today we have to let him enjoy the service. But many of the people who are saying want to thank, want to thank, they have no idea why Pastor Lungani did that thing for them. What was the engineer behind? So they were like, ask for me. I mentioned you on the golf course. Then Pastor Lungani remembered you. You don't know everything. And you think, and, and we even deceive ourselves that the next one is deception. Deception, eh? Yeah. We even tell ourselves that, oh, what I see, I saw it with my eyes. What you can see is what you see. I, I saw something that, you see, when we look at the light, we only see the light that is towards us. We don't see the light that's on. As I'm standing here, like, as I'm looking, I don't see the light that is on the other side. But I will tell you that, you see, you don't understand. It's okay. I mean... I told you, I told you to do science. You didn't do. You see, that is not everything you know. Yes. 
Sorry, you don't know all, all this. It's like what I am seeing is what I'm seeing, but there's life on the other side. You don't believe me. Please hold me for Monday come. No, just Monday, eh? Can you see light? Is that all there is? That's what you can see. If you stand at the other side and see if you will see light. Do you see light? Do you see the light she's seeing? But you say you know everything. Are you not the one who says you know everything because you saw it? It's not everything you see. It's not everything. Thank you very much. That's why magic works. That's why magic works. Every magic is a trick. You just don't see the trick. That's why magic works. So they keep your eye on what you are seeing. And then they do what you don't see. Then by the time you see, wow! Magic! Tell your neighbor, magic! Where's my neighbor? Why did you close it? Because I'm not offended. It's okay. Magic! Can I close? Can I close? One more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. Deception. Passivity. When we are loyal, passivity will die. We will not do anything in a passive manner. It's like we don't want to be part. We are not part. Withdraw. Passivity talks about withdrawal and just not being, being nonchalant about the thing. We are not ready to get, get involved. Enthusiastic, you are not active, you are no more. It's like you are, you, just, you won't say anything anymore. Yeah, one person was corrected after that. He said, I won't say anything about anything anymore. What is Proverbs 15:10? I saw a scripture like that. 15:10. What's there? Then number six. The spirit of rebellion. When loyalty is rooted in your heart, rebellion will go away. To rebel is to rise up against authority. And to rise up against the family you have made. Like, let's make a coup. Uh-huh. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. It says correction is difficult. For some a backslider. He that hated reproof shall die. No, I read the scripture today, not yesterday, today. I don't know what I was doing, then I went to read it. Sometimes I read my Bible for fun. I just flip, then I read it. I flip, then I read it. So this is one of the scriptures I flipped and I checked. Rebellion is rising against the leader of the group. So if it's the choir, you rise up against the leader of the choir. If it's the church, you rise up against the pastor. If it's home, you rise up against your parents. If it's work, you rise up against your boss. Small meeting that your boss was correcting something. You have removed their wig. You have slapped it. You are unemployed. Good luck. Spirit 
Stand to your feet, let's pray as we close. Just lift your hands shortly and just pray for yourself and rebuke all these evil spirits. Independence, politics, criticism, deception, passivity, Rebellion. There are six of them. Rebuke them in you now, now, now. Now, self-medicate now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for my heart. Take out of my heart every spirit of independence, every spirit of deception, every spirit of passivity, every spirit of criticism, every spirit of deception, and every spirit of rebellion. Take it out of my heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Build in me a spirit of faithfulness and loyalty in the name of Jesus. Let me go deeper and deeper into loyalty, Lord, in the might and faithfulness, Lord, in the name of Jesus. For your word declares, every man will proclaim his own goodness. But a faithful a man who can find that let every man Jesus. so account of us as ministers of God and stewards of the mysteries of Christ, that a man will be found faithful, Lord. Let us be found faithful, O God, in the name of Jesus. Faithful up until the end, Lord. Faithful in the time of testing, Lord. Faithful in the hour of temptation, O God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Help us, help us, Lord. Lord, I pray, anyone of us that is offended and hurt in any way, help us to heal, Lord. Help us to heal, O God, in the name of Jesus. Help us to heal, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. 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 Help us. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. In the name of Jesus. Father, lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, behold every hand that is lifted. We lift it up to you. We say, Lord, build in us a solid and a mighty foundation of faithfulness. In the name of Jesus. Take out of our hearts the spirit of independence, the spirit of criticism, the spirit of politics, the spirit of deception, the spirit of rebellion, the spirit of passivity, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And establish a heart, a faithful heart within us. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, you will be the faithful one. Amen. I said you will be a faithful one. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We are going, tell your neighbor, I'm going deeper into faithfulness, into loyalty. Deception is gone. Rebellion is gone. Independence is gone. Criticism is gone. Passivity is gone. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When you hear disloyalty, you will not hear my name. I will be an example. By the grace of God, 
to the people around me. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? And you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Marksburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.